former UK Prime Minister Liz Truss ar arrived in Taiwan at 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday. She was received at the airport by Foreign Minister Joseph Wu. During her five-day stay, Truss will sit down with top officials including President Tsai Ing-wen and Vice President Lai Ching-de. She'll also give a speech on Wednesday at the Prospect Foundation and meet with business leaders and academics. Officials expect the visit to deepen the relationship between Taiwan and the UK. Taiwan fired up a new offshore wind farm off the coast of Miali on Tuesday. The launch ceremony was attended by top government officials, including President Tsai Ing-wen, who said that Taiwan's demand for green energy will only continue to grow. She emphasized the role of green electricity in sustaining Taiwan's industrial prowess. President Tsai Ing-wen, Economics Minister Wang Meihua, and industry vendors assemble before a row of miniature wind turbines to mark the launch of an offshore wind farm. Dreams are coming true. We're building wind farms one by one, and this is of great importance to Taiwan. Internationally, in order for Taiwan to compete internationally, our industries need to become more international. Besides that, the electricity we use must increasingly come from renewable sources. The new wind farm is situated 4 to 10 kilometers off the coast of Junan, Miaoli County. It houses 47 turbines with a combined capacity of 376 megawatts, enough to power nearly 380,000 households a year and cut carbon emissions by 700,000 tons. As an export-based economy, Taiwan's demand for green energy will only increase. 25 domestic companies, including TSMC, have joined the RE100 alliance. These companies have a combined turnover of 5 trillion NT. The continued development of green electricity is very important to maintaining the key position of Taiwanese industry. Tsai emphasized the indispensable role that green energy plays in Taiwan's industrial development and in maintaining Taiwan's place on the world stage. With the offshore wind farm joining the energy grid, Taiwan is taking a step forward in its energy transition. The KMT is expected to name its presidential candidate at its Central Standing Committee on Wednesday. Earlier this week, party chairman Eric Chu met with the two contenders tech tycoon Terry Goh and new Taipei mayor Ho Yo Yi. Sources say that Ho is the clear favorite with the strongest support from the party's leaders, its lawmakers and local government heads. Goh's campaign team has canceled four events scheduled for Tuesday and Wednesday. Ho confirms that he will attend Wednesday's committee meeting, although he says it's to support legislative candidates from his city. Have you ever dreamed of becoming a train attendant? Well, it might be an even tougher job than you have imagined. For the first time, Taiwan High Speed Rail has revealed, revealed its rigorous training program for their attendants. An HSR trained attendant has to complete months of safety training before getting onto a vehicle. The, cro the program includes demanding tests like an emergency evacuation within a time limit. Our reporter took a sneak peek inside the training and we spoke to one of the senior supervisors to learn the theory behind the program. A train attendant sets up a 15-kilogram escape ladder. She needs to set it up within 90 seconds and guide the passengers to evacuate the train. In this climbing exercise, the attendant must climb down the side of the train without a ladder. It's a prerequisite test for any aspiring HSR train attendant. 
I think the most difficult part is the evacuation procedure. When we hear that a situation has occurred, we must immediately know what to do next. Inevitably, you feel quite nervous when you do it for the first time. I think that we follow this evacuation procedure in order to help passengers stay calm. There are drills for all kinds of emergencies within the train carriage, too. Train attendants aren't just glorified waitstaff. When an emergency happens, they have a key role in assisting passengers, often as first responders. The time limits train the attendants to become very familiar with the use of the tools. We don't want them to be learning how to use the tools on the spot when an emergency happens, so we need them to learn to set up the ladder within 90 seconds to be ready to respond if the need arises. The training is 368 hours. The initial theory course takes 136 hours. The exercises you have just seen are 112 hours. Finally, they complete an onboard training placement of 120 hours, where more experienced attendants guide them and teach them through practical work. The rigorous training has never before been revealed to the public, but Taiwan High Speed Rail is proud of just how stringent its training program is. A Chinese influencer known as Jake has gone viral for sharing his mother's trip to Taiwan for cancer treatment. His heartwarming video has racked up more than 7,750,000 views. But the story has taken a dark turn. Jake says that fraudsters are using his name and images to solicit money under the guise of a medical fundraiser. Jake warned his fans in an exclusive interview with FTV. This is Chinese influencer Jake with his parents on a flight to Taoyuan International Airport. In Taiwan, they experienced firsthand the human touch in local healthcare. They take into account your family's economic situation. For medication that you have to pay out of pocket, the doctors tried to choose the most affordable and effective treatments. They did that for my mom, and I really wanted to cry. Never before had a doctor been so considerate of us. Jake's mother has leukemia. She initially sought treatment in Beijing, but doctors said that her only option was a bone marrow transplant. In Taiwan, the doctors did not insist on a transplant. Instead, they looked for medication and treatments that could work for her. The patient's feelings are very important. I chose a hospital in Taiwan because I wanted my mom to see. My parents had never visited Taiwan before, so I wanted them to see my favorite place. Jake's video about the experience racked up 750,000 views, but his tale took an unsavory turn when fraudsters exploited his name and images to raise funds from the public. They went online and Instagram and used my story. They even sent messages that said, Hi, I'm Jake's friend and we want to help him. Sometimes they even claim to be me. They used all sorts of strategies to scam people who care about me. In an exclusive interview with FTV, Jake said he was not holding a fundraiser. He warned his supporters not to fall for the scams. I do live streams every day, and I also upload video content. Sometimes people donate to me in the comments, and that's okay. Some friends have even asked me how they can raise funds for me, but I don't need that right now. I would say that I'm luckier than many people in Taiwan. There are perhaps some people facing hardships who remain unknown because they don't know how to reach out on social media. I hope that all the concern about me can also be extended to all those people who aren't being seen. 
Jay asked his supporters to help other people in difficult situations. He issued a warning to the fraudsters, saying he would resort to legal action if necessary. With the pandemic receding, Taiwan is seeing a surge in international tourists. According to one travel agency, these tourists are mainly coming from South Korea, Japan, Hong Kong and Macau. They're flocking to attractions such as Taipei 101 and Zhou Fen in New Taipei. So far, inbound tourism has recovered to about 40% of what it was pre-pandemic. The most popular tourist destinations include Hualien, Nanto, Jiayi, and Kending. About 1.62 million tourists came to Taiwan between January and April. We're proactively promoting Taiwan tourism. For example, in the Japan market, we invited well-known actress Haruna Kawaguchi to be the spokesperson for Taiwan tourism. We're also accelerating our market expansion plans to attract more international tourists. Independent tourists from overseas have an opportunity to receive a 5,000 NT shopping voucher. So far, more than 60,000 visitors are registered in the raffle. Group tourists from overseas are eligible for travel subsidies, and so far, more than 700 groups have applied. The Tourism Bureau says that by late May, Taiwan should exceed 2 million international tourists. And now we head to Taidong to meet an inspiring carpentry teacher who's changing the lives of high school students. Luo Zheming had an illustrious career in industrial carpentry across Taiwan and abroad. Now, to be closer to his aging mother, he has decided to move back to his hometown. The students at St. Joseph Technical Senior High reap the benefits of his fun and practical classes. Fellow teachers are delighted that he is able to pass on the wisdom of his rich career to these budding young craftsmen. Luo Zhengming is meticulous in instructing students on carpentry principles and showing them how to nail pieces together. The head of woodworking at St. Joseph Technical Senior High is infinitely patient with students' blunders and brings humor in to lighten the mood. My favorite thing is when he jokes with us as he's teaching. It's not how it used to be, the teacher giving one instruction, the students just doing that one thing and so on, to train them solidly in the basics. These students don't have the patience for that. So we've adjusted things gradually in the last few years and made it more fun. Luo has been teaching woodworking for almost 10 years. An alumnus of the school, he represented St. Joseph in an international carpentry competition while still a student and won first prize. After leaving school, he left Taidong and worked as a carpenter all over Taiwan, as well as in China and Vietnam. We asked him why he came back to Taidong, and it was for family. I've got three older sisters. I'm the only boy. My mom wanted me to come back and work in Taidong so I could look after her. I've been back in Taidong three months and I'm not very used to the pace of life here. Compared to his work in industry, his salary at the school is much smaller. But he's willing, because of how his old teachers were there for him, so he's willing to come back and contribute his gifts to teach the students. He's taken a pay cut, but for Law, passing on his skills and cultivating healthy values in the students is a profoundly rewarding way to make a living. We now head to Zhanghua, where one dad is going to great lengths to set an example. 
47-year-old Huang Jingrong wanted his daughter to study harder. So he signed up to take this weekend's high school entrance exams. He started cramming about three months ago. I wanted to inspire her to improve her grades. Because in elementary school, she graduated with excellent grades, but at Zhangxing Junior High, there's room for improvement. I study with her every day for two hours. My wife noticed that our child has gotten more serious about her studies. I think that improvement on grades is a subtle thing. It's about developing a study plan, about managing study time, and then following through. I think that the future is promising. Huang rates his math skills highly and is confident of a great score. His English is a bit rusty, so he only wants to make a decent showing. As for Taiwan history and geography, he didn't study them in school, so he's now giving them extra attention. Seeing his dedication, his daughter has been stepping up her game. What's her goal for the exam? It's simply to beat her dad's scores. We now take you to see a parade held in Taipei to help raise awareness of pollution caused by unnecessary packaging. Employees of an international cosmetics retailer paraded through the streets in what they dubbed a go-naked parade. It was aimed at encouraging people to consider purchasing products without any wrapping and packaging. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang, Stephanie Yang takes us in for a look. Employees of a cosmetics retailer parade through Taipei Ximending, donning black aprons. They hold up signs with phrases such as Love Naked and Choose Naked and Love the Planet. The retailer held free DIY workshops for scented bath bombs and gave away cotton candy. It's all to raise awareness of the environmental impact of unnecessary packaging. They urge consumers to limit their purchases of goods with any kind of wrapping. The retailer says its philosophy is to use minimal packaging in its shops. In fact, 66% of its products are unpackaged, or as they call it, naked. If they do have to use packaging, they use recycled materials. The company saves around 6 million plastic bottles globally from selling shampoo bars. We, we think you know the, the best way to reduce plastic waste is to you know deal with this from the top, deal it, cut it off from the head, right? So designing products that don't need packaging is step number one. Um, step number two, where we do have to have packaging on our products, making sure that we're using 100% recycled materials, um, and making sure that they're also easy for people to recycle as well. Uh, we have an initiative called Bring It Back. Um, and it's basically to encourage our customers to bring back any of the unused packaging after they finish used the packaging, bring it back to us, and we will recycle it. And we will make sure that we work with the recycling uh, companies to really ensure that it is recycled. According to the company, every year a single person uses an average of 200 pounds of plastic, with 60 pounds of this thrown away immediately. Since 2007, this retail company has held the Go Naked Parade to raise awareness about excess plastic packaging. They have held parades in the UK, South Korea, Europe, North America, Hong Kong, and now for the first time in Taiwan. And I think in Taiwan especially, like the, the impact of like environmental waste, sort of pollution on the environment is, you know, is massive. Um, we really want to be drawing people's attention. Uh, obviously, we're dressing naked because we have lots of naked products. But in a cosmetics industry where, you know, most of the money is actually spent on packaging, it's not spent on what goes inside, we really want to get people thinking about naked. So today is really to get people thinking about, you know, alternatives and why we have so much packaging um, and maybe to get people, hopefully persuade people to buy 
buy naked. Through the event, the retailer hopes to inspire more people to consider purchasing unpackaged goods to limit the amount of packaging pollution. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Ye Chuanhao in Taipei. And now onto the weather. Get ready for the third plum rain front of the season. This is a weak moving front that won't stay long, bringing scattered showers from Thursday to Saturday. Let's hear from the Central Weather Bureau. 礼拜四的天气，封面离我们台湾是稍微比较近一点，也代表着环境慢慢的变得比较不稳定了。As for Thursday, the weather front will have moved in closer, marking the shift toward instability. The west coast will start to see some rainfall, while rain in the eastern region will still mainly be concentrated in the mountains. Note that rainfall along the west coast will intensify as the day goes on. This week will be dominated by this moving weather front. There isn't a major stationary front in Taiwan's vicinity, so on the whole, it's hard to see a definitive end to the water shortage. May and June are Taiwan's plum rain season, but half of May is already behind us, and we have still yet to see a typical plum rain front. CWB Director Chen Mingdian believes that this is a delayed rainy season, as last seen in 2016, when strong rains failed to arrive until June. 